other days where you're just lacking in self-confidence and you feel your self-worth is not worth anything. You're trying to feel, you know, upright and, and ecstatic, but then you're finding yourself perhaps comparing yourself to other people. So those are some of the topics Natalie and myself are going to be covering today about our overall self-confidence and looking deep within ourselves to let it shine. Thank you, Natalie. I'm so happy you're here and I'm really excited, Natalie, about sharing in this beautiful conversation. Thank you, Tanya. Me too. I, I feel it's, it's a lovely opportunity for us to connect and share um, and hopefully um, something that we discussed today resonates with your listeners and helps them in their own personal and professional growth. Yeah. And um, what's really excited is, you know, we're both living in the same, you know, country. <laughs> so can you share with the listeners uh, where you're from? Absolutely. So I'm, I'm coming in today from uh, a beautiful, sunny, it's a great day for it, uh, South Shore of Montreal in Quebec. Um, I've been back here now for a little over three years after a 10-year stint uh, in Toronto, where I was the vice president of Cancer Pro. I've, I came back to be closer to family. I came back to uh, reignite a second chapter in my career. Uh, it's been an interesting, unusual couple of years, um, but I'm very, very happy to be home here and still have all those relationships from all of the years that I've uh, I've worked in in the wellness and fitness and health industries, so that's where I'm coming from today. Yeah, lovely. And you know, Natalie, I've known you through CanFit Pro, not on a personal level, but I've seen you on stage, and the message you resonate is so powerful. And that's one of the reasons you know I I want you on my podcast today. And you know, as far back as I recall, you always talked about you know the mindset and self-confidence and looking within so bringing that together can you share a little bit about yourself and you know that important message that you're constantly putting out there to the whole wide world mm. I think that the piece of it uh, for me that is the, the the simplest part of it I think is um, really being absolute your genuine self um, you know, that concept of like, don't try and just be yourself because everybody else is taken. Yeah. Um, and that whatever it is that you bring, you talked a little bit before about people, you know, essentially that imposter syndrome kind of thing that we get from time to time. I find that comes in when we're trying to do things that we see other people do. And we're like, oh, that's what I have to do now, whether it's, you know, be in this type of relationship or do something on social media or exercise in this way. And the second that we look outward, mm -hmm. then we get pulled into things that might not be genuine. Mm -hmm. The authenticity piece, I think, is the one that has always been the easiest one for me because I was lucky enough to be raised in a family where in hindsight now, I'm turning 50 in about a month, so now I can look at it differently in terms of my youth. In hindsight, um, was really focused as much on emotional intelligence as it was on academic growth and performance and all of those things. And so being the person that you love where you are now, which includes the craving for constant personal growth, because mm -hmm. both coexist. Right. So loving where you are now and loving the fact that 
you're going to be different a week from now. And the one after that, it's not when I get to this, I need to read this many books and then I will, Mm -hmm. you know, loving exactly where you are now will help you choose those personal and professional growth opportunities to come to that. So the, the, the authentic piece of I, and there's, it's not like I don't have moments where I'm like, what did I just say? (laughs) Is that a little bit silly? Um, (laughs) But I've learned over and over again that our people are like, but that's who she is. And she, she, I don't pretend to be something that I am not. I am a joyfully um, compassionate and loving person. And all of that starts with me. I never give away things that I don't have enough for myself. Oh my gosh. It's like filling your cup, right? When you're, when it's full, but then you've given it all the way to everybody else. You have nothing left for yourself. And you know, there's some key words that really jumped out and it's so Mm. true about being authentic to ourself, believing Mm. in ourself, acknowledging it's a journey that yeah that those whispers that we have in our mind sometimes they're negative and and that's just human nature but acknowledging is like yeah I hear those whispers however I am authentically myself because you know for these reasons or I am believing in myself for this reasons and maybe my mindset is saying Mm, you need to be more like this. It's like, I hear it. However, Mm. no one is like myself. I am unique. I have values. And, you know, I'm I'm hearing that message throughout throughout. And the fact that you said, you know, it's a journey, right? We're going to have ups. We're going to have downs. We're going to have that self-doubt. We're Mm. going to try and be like somebody else. But at the end of the day, you know, you need to look in the mirror and you need to love that that beautiful woman, that beautiful person that's looking back at you, and mm. and like I said, honor who she is, honor who you are. So, I really love how, you know, you were authentic in your honesty as well by saying, you know, I have those same struggles too. Because, naturally, do you often find too that, you know, I'm going to say women specifically, they look up to us. They're like, how do you do it, and how is it everything is so great? And it's like, no, mm. there's times where. So do you come across that as well? You know, women approaching you and, and saying like, you know, you're perfect. It's like perfect doesn't exist. No. And, and per, oh goodness. So no, <laughs> people don't say that, that I'm, that I'm perfect. And I, I think, I think my, so here's what I think people would say is that I um, love my imperfections enough to play with them. Mm. Um, for, for, and two things. One of that is I actually have, I don't have a great memory. <laughs> I don't have, I don't, I live very much uh, present and future based. My husband teases me. My husband, I remember when I was four and I'm like, oh my God, I don't remember anything when I was 40. Never mind when I was four. So I don't, things that, that slip by, slip by. And I, because I think early on, I learned that I actually deal with regret in a worse way than I deal with grief. And so I had to come up with a life that included very little regret Yeah, that that was a necessity for my own mental health, which means spending very little time looking back. Mm -hmm. And it happens to me. There's people, like you said, you know, can't fit pro people come up to me and are like, I'm always going to remember 15 years ago, you were on stage and you said something. And I'm like, Oh God, I say, cause again, for me, it's gone. And I'm like, you know what? That's but I'm okay with it. That's who I was at the time. Like even yesterday, my phenomenal digital marketer 
was going to post, I have a, 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 a vlog and a podcast called in bed with the fitness industry. And she sent me a thumbnail and I'm the queen of horrible fun. You can't get my face. Bless you. We're going to try and do it for this namaste because it's really hard to get my face into a place that it settles I think I I don't know if it's a French Canadian thing I talk with my face and my hands a lot so she so she sent one and I'm like is there one of a better thumbnail and then she sent me a couple of options that were so preposterous I actually posted it on social media and I'm like touche because it's where who would use a face like this in any form of marketing but I posted it because it's okay and I take my fun very seriously. I take my positivity very seriously. I'm not just a positive person. I I feel that I, I do have an outlook that is there, Mm -hmm. but I sink into and hone my positivity and my optimism through curiosity, Mm -hmm. through creativity, through nourishing my own physical, mental, social, immune health as often as possible so that I still have I can come to something and not wonder like, did I say this? Did I say that? When I start questioning that to your point, when I start wondering like, what did I say? Did I do that? It usually means I'm giving too much than I receive. I need to take a little bit of a step back from being on camera, on stage, on all of that and be like, let's to your point, fill up your cup. I see it as like nourishing. What do I need to nourish in myself? What quiet time to reflect and recover do I need so that I can step back and not be like, I feel like I'm just going through the motions because I take that giving of wellness really seriously around positivity and optimism. Mm-hmm. You know, nourishing, mm. it's such a strong word, right? Nourishing mm-hmm. because we sometimes feel that we don't deserve to nourish our soul or we feel we have to do it a certain way. But it's so important actually to nourish your soul, nourish your mind, nourish yourself every day. And whether it's, you know, 30 seconds, whether it's taking just a moment to catch your breath and to simply breathe and allow your body to get, you know, okay, relax again and refocus. And, you know, what do I need at this moment right now to nourish my soul? Because we get so busy and we get lost and all these things we need to get done and do that at the end of the day, we find out, oh my gosh, I am exhausted. I am tired. I have nothing left. And we wonder why. And then when we sit in the moment and say, okay, did I, did I at all take a moment just to breathe? Did I take a moment to do something for myself for my self-care? Or even to be present in all those things you did, because those things could be really rewarding if you're not going through the motions, if you're not just going check, 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 check. If we're less productive and more present, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And I do love the concept of nourishment. And maybe, and and for me, that's, it's how it, and again, maybe because I'm a foodie, it's how I launched myself out of 2021, where I felt very depleted at the end of the year. I had gone from interview to interview, to presentation, to presentation, to workshop, to workshop, to class, to class, giving away all this wellness and fitness and sabotaging my own there. And so, and I'm using nourish and and maybe it's a, you know, it's the reason I think I'm using it a lot. Also, I've realized now that you're talking about it, it made me realize, I think it's, um, it's meatier, it's tofuer (laughs) than um, self-care 
Because yeah. I feel like when you say self-care, people assume like an Epsom salt bath with some right. candles and a Pinot Grigio. Yeah. And that's kind of what people think of self-care. Yeah. But nourishing your soul might mean a workout. Mm-hmm. Nourishing your soul might mean reevaluating your relationships. Mm-hmm. Nourishing your soul might mean reading something that's incredibly enthralling and engaging for your cognitive health. Or it could mean popcorn in a movie. Mm-hmm. but all of it can fit there. So it's not because I feel like self-care makes us think we have to be passive. Oh. Nourishment can be really active. Yeah. And to understand what nourishes us, what pulls us towards feeling fulfilled and fed in all of those aspects of life, yeah. I think is an absolutely necessary exercise for us to do regularly mm-hmm. um, so that when we're hungry, to stay in the analogy, when we're hungry, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, we know what to grab in the cupboard or in the fridge, right? Yeah, yeah. And that could be that could be a lot of different things. So it's yeah. not just chocolate bars and take a rest. Sometimes the best thing you can do for self-care and nourishment is actually something that's strenuous because it mm-hmm. pulls us out of something. But you need to know that. Yeah. And I, you know, it's so true that sometimes when we hear certain words, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's it's this or it's that, because everything we're seeing you know, or hearing around us, but, you know, it's something that you need to do every day to, to fill yourself again, right, to, to gain, like you said, new energy. So maybe today it's a workout, maybe tomorrow it's taking a nap, maybe tonight it's going for a walk, maybe tomorrow it's going on my bike train, and maybe today it's just looking outside. And, Mm. you know, I feel it's really important to acknowledge Natalie, you know, that, and you, you touched on this too, is however you need to nourish your soul, your mind, your body at that very moment, or, you know, at that very time of day, right? It's, it can be different for everybody. And I, I really think too, that we need to like allow ourselves to be flexible because maybe, mm. you know, people say, oh, but I'm doing this and it worked before. Now it's not. We'll realize that we are flexible. We're, we're you know, our mindset could be diff- in a different spot. Mm-hmm. You know, where how you were yesterday feeling is possibly very different today. So you're going to need to nourish it in a very different way. You know, which brings me to self care. You know, what is something you do, Natalie, that includes a self care into your everyday routine? Because it's something we need to do, right? And I feel that mm. nobody can make you do it you need to acknowledge that you deserve it for yourself, for your own well-being. Mm. So th- thank you for the question. And self-care, again, being very personal. Um, first thing I would say about that is to do it one step at a time. Mm. I have done a lot of it in particular. I feel like I've always done it, but the past couple of years have been challenging for me like they have for most people. And I've done very um strategically um, adding one thing at a time. So the first thing I did, the first one for me will always be movement. If I have fallen off the horse, the first one will be there. And some people are like, it's gotta be nutrition first. The first one for me will be movement because that's my happy place. That's my joy. When I start moving and exercising, I first of all know that exercise on week one, if it's been a while is painful, not painful because it's necessarily like physically painful, but painful because I'm like, 
who does this body belong to? This is not how I'm used to feeling, but I know, I know, cause it's where I studied, but I know that like two and a half weeks and all of a sudden I'm going to be like, Oh, I'm getting stronger. And so I understand that it doesn't, and it doesn't feel restrictive in the psychology of it. Adding something to me feels very different than removing. So I start with exercise and then the nutrition starts to come in in order to fuel set exercise. Um, and then I start to slowly do things. So I would say, you know, we're recording this, uh, you know, a, a couple of months into the year. And for me, the exercise has come in the nutrition that I did change radically this year, because I needed to do something that was systemizing, you know, going into again, my 50s, systemizingly doing something different. Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, what am I missing? I teach and I share a lot of wellness and meditation. I have let go of my personal meditation practice. And now I'm like, well, how am I going to do that? thinking I could do it differently, but coaches need coaches. So if anybody out there is listening, who is a a leader, a coach in any way, shape or form, a teacher, coaches need coaches. And so I logged on, I got the Calm app. I picked Jay Shetty because I think he's phenomenal. It's a seven minute meditation. Yeah. And I I try and do it. And so I think week one, I did it three times. Week two, I did it four times. I'm like, I'm going to try it a different. I don't have... um, this success need, like you said, for perfection. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it in the morning. I'm going to yeah. try it in the afternoon. I'm going to try before I go to bed. Before I go to bed, didn't work. I, I need to be seated. I'm like, no, I need to be seated yeah. in order for this to work with me. So if for somebody else that might feel risky because you're like, but what if it doesn't work? To which I would say, but what if it does? Yeah. And that's okay. I'm okay trying things for myself yeah. and seeing how it is. So my self-care routine starts with exercise and then moves towards nourishing my body through nutrition um, and then moves towards the meditation mindfulness. I mean, everything is done mindfully, but that personal practice of it um, is where I would go. And that's what keeps me thermostat and not thermometer because the thermometer goes up and down and up and down to whatever's happening around it. The thermostat is like, I am regulating the temperature. If I want to regulate my own temperature, those are the actions that I take. Yeah, you know, it's it's baby steps. I believe, you know, baby steps are so important because when we try to do all like everything a whole 180, yeah. right? We're yeah. setting ourselves up for failure. And then yeah, all the mind's that not neg- created like that. Exactly, mm-hmm. right? And the mindset starts negativity thoughts and all that. But when you take the baby steps, you take one little baby step and you accomplish it. Oh my gosh, that is reason to celebrate because you weren't yeah. doing it yesterday, right? And it's like, yeah, this feels good. Then that that self-confidence just it starts to build up and then you you are okay I'm going to take the next baby step and the next baby step and if one it didn't, didn't work out hey I'm okay with that because look at how much more forward I've gone in my journey yeah. than I was you know Absolutely. last week or a month ago yeah yeah mm-hmm. and, and if they do work out I ask for validation by the way I'll give it to myself oh, and then yeah. if I do something really well I'll do I'll make like a yes. really nice salad and after we oh. eat I'll ask my husband I'm like are you proud of me to which he says I always have been I always will be I'm like right but right now are you proud of me if I need validation I'll ask for it yeah exactly if I need it, I'll ask for it I'm just gonna yeah. sit back and hope that somebody's gonna if I need that edification validation I'll ask for it yeah. exactly the ask right we we hesitate mm. especially as women like oh can I ask it's okay if I ask you know what I always say if you never ask you'll never know and what's the mm. worst that thing that could happen somebody who says no or or you know whatever it was no well you know what that's okay it wasn't meant mm. to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's the next thing I can do and mm. you know Natalie you're you're very you're fun like you over you have this overall energy you talked about your fun and love life so what you know what motivates you some mornings we 
uh, you know, there's people that mornings, I mean, I love like a stretch before I get out of bed and I get up bed, mm. open the blinds. And I'm, I guess I'm a morning person, but again, it's mm. those baby steps I do, right? I get up, mm. I stretch before I go to bed. I get up, I make myself a warm lemon water. I gratitude journal, make myself a green tea. You know, that's 15, 20 minutes. And that's what keeps me motivated every morning. I don't lie mm. in there. It's like, oh my gosh, all this stuff to do. So what motivates you, Natalie, to get up in the morning and like, Yes, I'm ready for the day. Mm. Um, I'm passionate about sleep hygiene, mm, nice. um, which means I will, because if you don't sleep, none of, I mean, really, yeah. none of this is, you just, we just don't have the wherewithal, the, no. the discipline or anything else that comes that yeah. way. So I am passionate about sleep hygiene. Does that mean I sleep incredibly well all the time? Nuh-uh. No, but <laughs> I will, I will make the changes towards that. And I wake up in the morning. I am also, I would say a morning person. Um, what's helped me with the changes that I've made over the last couple of months is having, like I've gained a couple of hours of energy at the end of the day, which is where I struggled more than anything else. But when I wake up in the morning um, and for me, it's exercise. Mm-hmm. Part of it has to do with the physicality of it. Yeah. Um, part of it has to do with everything else. But from a pure self-esteem standpoint, from a pure self-confidence standpoint, if you are someone who has exercised at the beginning of the day, no matter what happens after that, you're a smoking hot person because you accomplish something like that feeling of accomplishment. And they're 30 minute workouts, by the way, I don't do these. They're literally like 23 to 30 40 tops is what I'll fit it in, but that's what I do in the morning. And I will fit it in. And literally this morning I had two minutes left between like flipping the camera around my yoga class, sitting on a meditation. I'm like, let me get a drink of water. I'll be back in a (laughs) set, but I fit it. And even though something was happening, so passionate about that um, for two reasons, one, the self-confidence Two, trust the process. None of these things, none of these things work if we're not consistent with them. There will be inconsistencies. There will be ups and downs, whatever your goals are. But anything we're talking about relating to health, consistency is key. It's not a weekend that's going to make a difference. And so the days where I'm struggling, I'll give myself a sec or I'll do the, just do five minutes, which we know never ends up being that, but it'll be the trust the process. I know I trust in the process. I trust in the people that have shared it with me. And so let's see. And if I need to change the process, I need to change the process. Or by the way, there's days where I make up and I'm like, oh, today is a rest day. Yeah. It's not like I know, no, absolutely not. What I need to is rest. And usually by the afternoon, I'll go to a little walk in the sunshine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so self-evaluate and trust the process and jo- find something that you love and enjoy it because yeah. the routine does satisfy us. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Yeah. And it kind of helps you stick to it. Right. And, you know, you're right. Movement, exercise, however you choose to move your body is so, so important. Right. And often I'll set the intention in the evening already. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow I'm going to, so I did last night, I said, okay, tomorrow, you know, in the morning, I'm going to go on my bike trainer and, you know, there's, I said, okay, I'm going to do half an hour, but then I just got in the moment, just feeling it right and end up being like 45 minutes it was over before I knew it but it made such a difference and you know if it doesn't happen well then you can do something else at the end of the day or in the evening Mm so for at night we you know Mm -hmm. we go on a walk as well and you're so right when we move our body 
And again, what you choose to do is totally individual and, and you can shift and you can choose to do different things for different days. But that kind of, like you said, it, it wakes you up and you're ready to take on the day and you're energized, right? And all that stale, <laughs> stagnant energy you had, you've burned it off. So it's so, so important, you're right, Natalie, to really include uh, movement into your day, whatever it is. And you're so right, you know, if it's five minutes, you have, it's better than nothing, right? Five minutes is better Everything than nothing. Counts. Exactly. Everything counts. Everything counts. We all have challenges in life, Natalie. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what's a, what's one of, you know, care for sharing? What's a, whether it be personal or another level, a challenge that you're facing right now? Mm. Um, so right now, the challenge for me is um, the shifting around of things that are happening in our country now in that pretty much everything I'm doing is digital and yeah. now everything is reopening it back up again. And there's a little bit of like, well, what does this mean? Yeah. You know? And then if I start feeling like the, Ooh, what's going to happen, <laughs> you know, all of these opportunities that I've had for yeah. a year and a half, two years, will they stay now that people are able to, you know, do things differently? Will people still want to do it online? Um, and I remind myself that every phenomenal opportunity I've had really my entire career, but especially in times of uncertainty yeah. um, has been based on me being incredibly generous yeah. with everything I have. And so this concept of what's mine is yours mm -hmm. to the industry, what's, what's uh, my industry being the, the fitness and wellness industry yeah. of me sharing all of those things. Like you, you know, asking me to come onto this and who knows the people that I'll meet from yeah. doing all these things. So I'm trusting that me being my, again, we're going back to that authentic self and showing up as somebody who supports wellness and fitness and movement and, and wholeheartedly believes that we will continue to do so as long as we keep talking less about the bodies we sculpt and more about the lives we save, yeah. as long as that is still who I am the things will come. And as long as I'm open to them. So I'll be honest with you, I don't have a five-year plan. I was never really a five-year kind of planner, but I don't have, I kind of have a five month one. Um, but I'm also trust that all of the relationships, including the one with myself that I hone constantly will bring me to that. And so I remind myself of that and commit it from, not from scarcity, but this, again, this attitude of curiosity yeah. that helps tap into the optimism. So when I get scared, I get curious. When I get yeah. scared, I get curious. Otherwise, if I, when I get scared, if I get judgmental or jump to conclusions, um, then for sure, you're just, you know, you're going to fall into yourself. So when I get scared, I get curious. Yeah. I feel a lot of that has to do with intuition, right? Because when we're yeah. on this journey, we're on it for a reason and we can, we can sometimes hit this roadblocks like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Or should I be doing something else? But I say, trust your intuition, trust your gut feeling. And what you're envisioning, what you're wanting to give, what you're, what you're you know, seeing in your future may not happen right now, but believing in yourself, it will eventually come to you. So call it the universe, <laughs> you know, call yeah. it the universe. But when you when you full heartedly believe in yourself and you have this passion mm. for what you're doing, then you know it ends up coming full circle. And maybe you're wondering, you know, how is this going to work out in the end? 
but it always comes back to whether, like you said, people will come up to you and, you know, I've had before where, you know, people are watching this and I don't even know who they are. And all of a sudden someone walks up to me, you know, in a grocery store, it's like, oh, Tanya, I've been watching YouTube forever. It's like, well, it's been so helpful. It changed my life. It's like, oh, thank you so much. Like that yeah. is so powerful, right? You never know whose lives you can't change. So always believe in yourselves, believe in your journey. And it's like, you you know what you're putting out there. Like you said, someone came up to you and said, I remember what you said 15 years ago. That is powerful, more powerful than you realize. So yeah, it's beautiful. And our mindset, right? There's so much right now in the world and there always will be really awful things are negative things happening around us. Negative people yeah. are going to be in our environment. So yeah. what helps you maintain this, this, this fun, positive outlook on life? Hmm. Um, I think a big part of it is my comfort, my, my constant um, seeking to, to establish and comfort with what I control and what I don't. Mm-hmm and letting go of the things that I don't control. And which is a big part of confidence, by the way, people who understand what they control and what they don't are usually people who are more confident. That's a big part of where it comes from. And so I'll share something with you that I'm, that I'm borrowing from Jane Goodall, who I saw recently with, you know, a lot of the the, the current events that are happening out there who said it's, it could so easily tap into fear and sadness and overwhelm and be like, what can I do? And yes, there's things, I mean, we're, you know, the world is a smaller place than it used to be. So yes, there's things you can do internationally, but her concept was, it's kind of like the butterfly wings thing. She said, you can think globally, but act locally. Yes. And really start with yourself. Yeah. Start with your family, start with your colleagues, your loved ones, your community, your, you know, wherever it is that you can have go do something there because to your point, is there somebody locally go volunteer for an hour, something that has maybe nothing to do with what's worrying you at the other side of the world, but something that you can do there will impact someone positively that can then impact someone positively. And these things resonate in the same way that negativity is contagious. So is positivity. So is compassion. So is caring. You know, all of that is, is very much there. And so, yes, you can think globally because we need to be aware of the world in which we live, but let's act locally, starting with us, because really the the best way to be compassionate for other people is to have a ton of compassion for ourselves. So much easier to do it that way, which means the relationship we always need to work on is the one with ourselves first and foremost, and then to somebody else, right? So focus on that self-love before you give love to anybody else. Focus on that self-care before you start caring anybody else. Mm -hmm. The difference between caring, caregiving, and caretaking, it's really risky to caretake and caregive. Caring is less risky because it protects us more. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I would say is that that lesson from Jane Goodall of those butterfly wings that come out, think globally, act locally. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. We can get so entwined and so absorbed by what's happening out there. And then, you know, people yeah. don't even realize how much it's affecting them. And it's like, it's like, there's things that we can change and there's things we can't, right? So what happens throughout the world we can't control it. We have no, no way of changing things, but you can in your own environment, things around you, and especially you can shift things about yourself, right? Mm. Shift about yourself. And, and if you want to become 
like this, then what are those baby steps you can do to become that woman, that person that, that you're craving to be? So be more self-loving, taking care of yourself instead of everybody else around you, filling yourself with love, with confidence before you try and give it all away or, or raise others people confidence because we as women, you know, we're so wonderful at telling other people how amazing they are, building themselves up, but do we do it for ourselves? Mm. I feel that, you know, it's something we really need to work on and be, be aware of, right? So as we're slowly drawing to a close, Natalie, there's, you know, three questions I'd love to know. It's kind of learning a little bit more about you, the, the personal person that you are. Mm-hmm. So as far as quotes, we all have certain quotes that we tend to really love and they tend to be in the back of our mind what's a quote that you absolutely love and tend to live by mm-hmm. um there, there's one that i i uh, heard one time again for some especially for somebody who's been in my industry for so, such a long time that resonates with me which is my body is miraculous i take care of my body and it takes care of me and so it's a that two-way street yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it's not just, yeah. it's going to do it for me, but yeah. I take care of my body and it takes care of me. So that would be my, that would be the quote that I remind myself of. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Where, yeah. Where I'm struggling. Yeah. It, it loves that because, you know, things that I always look, you know, I share with people is doesn't matter how much you move your body. It doesn't matter how balanced you eat. You know, if your mindset is not a place of loving who you are and filling mm-hmm. yourself, then those other things are not going to come full circle. So when you mentioned that quote, you know, your mind and body, it is one, right? Mm-hmm. We are our body, we are our mind. So we need mm-hmm. to really take care of it. And as far as advice, you shared so many amazing, I'll say tips and, and thoughts and mm. you know words of importance but if there's another piece of advice that you could share with us today natalie what would it be mm. um reflection is what separates us from animals um animals react humans respond and the difference between the two which is hard to see when you're looking at like youtube comments or twitter but the difference between the two is reflection we are capable of reflecting between stimulus and response. So that's how we respond versus react. We usually, when we are fatigued, react a lot. And that's when we start having the, I mean, never mind. you you and I keep talking about confidence and all of that. There are people who live in a place of Mm self-loathing and it absolutely breaks my heart. Um, And a lot of that has to do with the way that, and then we become even more reactive, then we become even more raw. And so taking the time to reflect because alone doesn't mean lonely. And so we can spend some time reflecting on things and letting whatever comes from, and that's what mindfulness is. It's not about controlling our thoughts. It's about not letting them control us. Mm-hmm. And so taking some time in, in, in mindfulness to let the things come up, to reflect on things so that we can respond in a way that respects ourselves and the people we care about. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Because yeah, with self-reflection, when we look at it every day and reflect on our thought, reflect on who we are, we tend to see a pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And when we do not take that moment to just sit as like, okay, I'm going to reflect on the day, I'm going to reflect on my thoughts. When we don't allow ourselves to do that, we, 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 
begin this, I'll say a vicious cycle, right? Or mm. this repeat of the same thing, the mm. same thing. But when we reflect, it's okay, what can I shift for the way I see myself? What can I shift about what I think to help me have gratitude more, to allow me to believe in myself, to, to see my own values mm. instead of everybody else's. So yeah, that's beautiful what you mentioned. So last question here. And I always say you cannot include family as your answer because, of course, family is the, you know, the one of the things that are part of our world, right? The, mm-hmm. Our whole, you know, environment. Mm-hmm. So, Natalie, if this was the last day of your life, what is one thing that you would be grateful for? If this was the last day of my life, I would be grateful for um the abilities i have to thrive in my relationship with myself and my relationship with others um to really enjoy those moments um and therefore be happy and thrilled to be really good at what i do and for that to be self-fulfilling for me and for me to therefore share everything I can for others to do that um, because everybody deserves to feel really good about what they do and really good about who they are. And so whether that was innate or something I worked on, probably a big combination of both and my family did (laughs) on that, obviously. Um, But I surround myself with people who believe in me enough to support me when I'm thriving and support me when I'm not. Nice. Beautiful. You know, some key takeaways I feel that I really gained in our conversation today is to be your authentic self, Mm. to believe in yourself, to take the baby steps, to have quiet moments, to nourish your soul and your body and have time for self-reflecting every day to discover truly who you are, what what you need Mm. to fill your own cup. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much, Natalie, for this wonderful conversation today. I appreciate your words of wisdom and, you know, your overall knowledge and, and sharing some insight that, you know, I didn't even think of and it really was you know and I say they authentically because it kind of it takes concepts and ideas that I have and kind of adds to it and I love when I gain that from conversation so thank you so much again for your time in sharing this beautiful conversation and everybody listening today and watching I thank you again for tuning in to another mindful conversation podcast this is Tanya Adarstani saying when you go to bed this evening think about the best thing that happened and when you wake up in the morning feel and send out gratitude enjoy your day everybody bye-bye natalie bye-bye thank you